0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yin's Chat regular season challenge is back. That's right. Each week, answer Steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. New this season, doubling. Answer the day's question correctly and get double the points. Log into Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize. A football signed by T.J. Watt. Wouldn't you like one of those, Wolf? A T.J. Watt signed autograph tied now for the Steelers all-time record. That is a great option, so make sure you go onto the app. Today's question, Wolf. Okay. I'm going to throw it out there, T.J ben roethlisberger or terry bradshaw who had the most pass completions as a Steeler in a game versus the
1: browns you know i gotta believe it was ben and i wonder was it was it that game that he came off the bench and you know when he was hurt <laughs> when, they, oh, when they knocked yeah. uh, uh landry landry jones they knocked him out of the game like in the first quarter oh, and then Ben yeah. came off to set some sort
0: of record or something like that. And just, just went, just went to sling in the pigskin around. Yeah. That, that, that that's a good guess. It's a good guess. But I mean, but Terry also, I mean, you know, Terry has, has had some vicious games with the Browns.
1: Man. Oh Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a good question to figure out who that is. Um, but if you do know, go ahead and lock in your choice. If you like what Wolf said, um, I mean, yeah, Wolf. I mean, when you think of the Browns as an opponent, I mean, it's just, man. I mean, we've had a lot of success, right, against right. them over the years. And uh, you know, as I look at, it, I mean, because I think back to my time, yep. uh, you know, against them. I mean, I think Ben had a stat where he was. Um, I want to say Ben was like twenty and two. And one against against the uh, against the uh, those those brownie boys in his career, which is crazy to think that he only played that many times. But also, he's had some injuries um, yeah. before those right, games. Right. Because I also remember a number of games where you know C. and Byron Leftwich were were playing those games. Right, um, right. So I'm like, okay, yep that 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 makes sense. That makes sense. That uh, that Benjamin. Um, it did have that type of record against him, uh, but Mike Tomlin? Do you know what his record is? No, against what's his the Browns. What's what's that? Twenty five, six and one against the Bengals or against the Browns. Wow, twenty
1: five, six and one. That that is impressive.
0: Yeah, thirty two career games against them.
1: Um, how many so- different? I would like to know how many different head coaches he's coached against for the Browns. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Exactly, eighteen. Right? Yeah. No,
1: just <laughs> yeah. probably somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean,
0: Stefanski. I mean, you know, this Stefanski's what his third season with the team. He's doing a good job. Third He's, or fourth. Yeah. So yeah, and He's apparently the most consistent.
1: Yeah, they're apparently giving him an opportunity to get his message across and revamp and retool the roster according to what he likes and get you know some sort of you know consistency. I mean the one thing about it was, yeah, it's Zooks, how inconsistent can you be in the way you run a ball club than the way the Browns have had in the number of years over the years.
0: Yeah, and when you think of a historical team like the Browns, and you know you know what I'll attribute this to, Wolf? What's that? The fact the fact that that team is actually in Baltimore. Right? I'ma say that. I'ma yep. say that. So that's ownership. True. And everything went to Baltimore and this is the expansionist efforts to keep the name of the Browns in Cleveland. So I think that's really what kind of really set this spin cycle in into effect, you know? Right, right. And and it's been one that they've been reeling and trying to figure it out. But now, like you said, you know, it's taken this amount of time, twenty-four years, and now they're finally figuring out the identity of this squad and how to create stability. It is not a turnstile, at quarterback and head coach. Yeah. You've got to be able to create a little bit of consistency so that you can start to build something. And right now, you know, they're doing a good job foundationally of creating that identity for themselves. Um, as Stefanski the leader of that. Well, we'll see how, how good he does. Uh, because listen, you continually losing your division, you don't you don't have a shot. But right. they're already but but they're already one and zero in the division. Yeah, they beat the Bengals in week one. So you know, let's make sure they don't go two and zero, and he gets too comfortable with his uh, future job as a Browns head coach. That's yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's going to be difficult. You know, I, again, you know, I was just looking at Deshaun Watson's numbers. He was sixteen of twenty nine for a buck fifty four, one TD, one INT. His average though. Was five point three is average on his average targets? I mean, the the guys playing yeah. small ball. I'm surprised, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I mean, especially when you have Amari Cooper and Donovan People Jones and um, uh, what's the, what's the other boy's name? I keep uh, forgetting. Elijah. This. Elijah Moore. Yeah. yeah, Elijah Moore, kid from the Jets. Um, you know, and, and actually Elijah Moore actually led the team, I think, in receptions uh, or receiving yards, right? Yeah, receiving yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see that. Deshaun Watson is still getting his sea legs under him. So let's make sure that we take his sea legs from underneath him while they're still wobbly. Um, And, and try and continue that pressure. Cause I think, you know, if you do have a game like that, 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 that allows the secondary to have a little bit more relief, but they can't, they can't relax. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, they had an intent on running the football and establishing the run, and Nick Chubb had a very solid day um, rushing for them. You got to take that away from him. Force Deshaun Watson into these bad situations because he's not—he he hasn't been a great passer, which means he hasn't really developed that chemistry yet with his receiving core right. and the guys that he could trust. And you know, it was taken off a number of times in in, in the past game to create rushes. So. There's there's still there's still some newness to that. You know, he, he had a couple he had a couple less games than, than Kenny did last season. And when you had the layoff that he's had, you know, all those things play with his mind. So if you could frustrate him early, I really believe that you can have that success because historically, and I and I preface this with historically, Wolf. Okay, they don't like to rush the football against us, which is
1: crazy. It's, it's something that is so counterintuitive, it seems to me. You know, if you're Kevin Stefanski, I mean, come on. You got Tony Chubb, and you've seen him take it to the house in the COVID years, right? He took yeah. he took that rock and went, what, 70, 80 yards one time? I mean, it's not like this guy. You, It's almost like I wonder, is he trying to prove he can beat the Steelers by not relying on the run game? You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's a fair question to ask because it's almost like, no, that's too easy. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna show that we can do this another way. And to me, it just doesn't make sense because your bread and butter is Mr. Chubb. Mr. Chubb is really one of those elite backs, guys that, you know, when when the pile stops, he keeps going somehow. You know, when he gets a crack and goes open field, as, as thick and, and and built as that dude is, he can still stretch it out and put the, pick him up and put him down really quick. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of an odd thing. But the other thing I'll say about Deshaun Watson is you got to be careful. He rushed five times for 45 yards. That's nine, nine yards a whack, if I, if I got my math right, which seldom can be. Yeah, okay. nine times five okay, is Okay, you're my fact you're checker. Good. All right. Yes. So you're almost talking about a first down every time he carries the ball. You know, I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to have to make sure that they relegate his, his rushing to him. You got, you got to hit him. You're going to have to put him in the dirt and put a pound on him when you can.
0: Well, yeah, you've got to fall on top of. You've got to create weight on top of the quarterback. And like you said, that's where the quarterback spy comes in. A guy who's playing mirror dodge about seven yards away from him, distance-wise, but mirrors his lateral movement. Right, And that's where, because like you said, he is deadly. He can't keep a drive alive with his legs when the arm fails him. So when you have a guy like that, you must dedicate a resource or two to him uh, and force him in the direction that you want to do. Don't give him two-way goes every single time. It's one way and it's a funnel. And guess what? It, you, know, you know what you do with funnels, right? You're trapped. we're there to trap him you know call that you know military wise a kill box right you're funneling them into a spot where you have easier access to said guy so i think you have to kind of look at that and 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 be mindful that he can take off with his legs he's not a statue he is he is not a pocket passer he's a guy that wants to be on the move the browns like putting him in predetermined moments on the move so he does have that RPO two-way go um, in some of the Lila's stretch game. And that's where you have to have multiple layered defense um, available to The front line must must run with, so it deters him from breaking down and running the football and tucking it. Um, Second level has to also move with and watch those secondary support guys, right? Slot, tight ends, um, any type of cross back motion. And then, of course, your safeties, safeties and DBs are the main bastions or the last bastion of protection for more of the deeper type routes. Um, you don't want the you want you don't want the the post route coming in as you're rolling left and a guy's running the post route down the middle down the middle of the field or a seam route that's down the middle of the field and then now your safeties are turned loose and they don't know what's going on because they're watching the quarterback move. You've got to have all that accountability in place ahead of time
1: and wrapped. <laughs> you make it sound so easy, and we both know it's not that easy. <laughs> it is not that
0: easy. No, once again, I, I, I'm like a coach. Listen, I can put the X's and O's and draw them on the board, right, but right. realize they do move. They do. they do. They do move, and they move constantly.
1: Dang those numbers, They can't, the X's and O's. They keep moving on me. That's the problem. God I'm going to put some tape on them. You know, you
0: draw them up on the board, just put some tape on them. Stay. stay. Just Does that stay work? there. Does that work? Yeah, you just talk to it um and it won't move
1: <laughs> you know the, the thing about it is when you have these big units like mike tomlin talks about like san francisco you got the kittles and so forth besides the mccaffrey and everything else and the iukes and all but i mean you got that elijah more like you said amari cooper and you got donovan peoples jones uh but david Njoku, the, that guy is a real athlete i mean you watch him he is he's more like a uh a very big wide receiver you know, I mean he's 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 muscular, he's he's fast, he's able to do a lot of things, and he is he, he's a weapon, man, along with the chubb, right? No,
0: he is absolutely right. Because here here's the thing, Well, Here's a little known fact. Uh, the last three games against the Steelers, David Njoku's had a receiving touchdown. Ooh. So he's eyeing his fourth receiving touchdown in the last four games against the Steelers. Um coming up with that and i think you have to watch that because you know remember he had a heck of a game against us in cleveland last year was that week three that thursday night game or week two that thursday night game we had yeah and he, he he went off especially in the second half so he's absolutely a guy who can who can change the fortunes of the game if he gets into a rhythm and a groove. uh because he kind of he kind of had our number in the middle of the field and a lot of those Seam routes, check you know checkdowns, and some comeback routes. Um, so, linebacking core is going to be on their p's and q's, having to defend not only Nick Chubb or Mister Chubb, um, but also David Njoku is another guy that now will fall squarely on the linebacker responsibility uh, sheet. So, it's going to be onus to keep those two guys at bay because those are the those are the two explosive guys when it comes to the play of this Browns offense and how well they do is how well you incorporate those guys so you have to make it tough on both of them and turn them away at every possible instance so that Deshaun Watson does not get comfortable and now he had to throw you know to 50-50 Elijah Moore um, who is not consistent with the catches that's why he was available by the Jets um, uh, from the Jets Uh, you know and Amari Cooper's Amari Cooper he's going to do what he does but you know, he doesn't have the separation that he used to. He's just really good, a, a really good technical route runner that gives him the best possible. The speedster is your guy in David Peoples-Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, that, that's the guy that, you know, can blow the top off the coverage, so you can't let anything get behind you with him. So, task task accepted, task implemented, and, you know, I, I think that's, my, if I'm looking at how I'm breaking this down, I think that's, what I look at just because of the past history tells us anything is that we have guys who are consistently have having quality performances against us. Um,
1: when it comes to playing the game, no doubt about it. Well, it's, you know, again, without getting too deep into the weeds, cause we got another day to uh, be able to like uh, do a little bit of scouting here, but just looking at these guys um, it, it's going to be formidable. And I, uh, you know, uh, especially those guards, their their guards are good. Batonio, yeah, and Wyatt yeah. Teller, they are monster mashers. Those guys really go after you and do a great job. Joe Batonio, I get a kick out of him. He looks like uh, I don't know, looks like ten pounds of potatoes in a five pound sack, man. But he is big and he is strong and he yeah, rolls, exactly. you know. And he he gets out on the run too. I mean, you you watch him run a ride thirty eight where he pulls in the in the uh, center poles. You know it, it does a nice job, you know. Or the the tackle, you know, if you block down with the tight end and you pull both those guys front side, um, that, that's a well what we used to call the ride thirty eight. But you know that that sort of playoff tackle there that that's scary to me because to me that highlights what Chubb can do because you start laterally you get people moving then all of a sudden you got two big bodies coming at you one guy kicking out one guy turning up stealing the inside bam now you've got that lane. Going up the sidelines, and before you know it, it's eighty-eight and out the gate, and it is that could be a real problem.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, I, I, don't want those problems, and <laughs>
1: I don't want those problems. Stop.
0: And that, and that, that's why it's important to mix up who the guys are going up against, you know, because I, I, I don't want Wiley Mountain Man, uh, Joel Batonio, turned loose. <laughs> he um, does
1: look like a mountain man, doesn't he?
0: Oh yeah, he's he's got the full arm bully beard and you know the, the crazy hair. Now he does shave it down on occasion, Um, but I'm I'm not here to talk about his barbershop habits. <laughs> I don't know if it. We already if talked about burrows, right? Yeah, we already talked about burrows. So and <laughs> we just talked about how linemen don't do this, but you know, it's the many phases of hair. I think he probably shaves it once and then just grows from there for the entire season. His head,
1: you know, just trim it up. Yeah, there we go.
0: Little three stooges action. No. Um, but uh but yeah, so let's step aside because uh, we will have Jerry Dulac hopefully in the, this next segment. No no uh, no
1: Jerry today. Uh-oh, okay, what no happened? Jerry today. Okay, we got no Jerry. I, today. I, I think he uh, forgot about us. He's yeah. got another engagement, but we might try and get him on uh, in the first hour tomorrow. Okay, all right. So uh, no cool okay. breeze. No cool breeze. What's I can this, I what's can what's still it? play the music if you guys want me to next. Well, we can play the you know cool breeze music, and we can come yeah, back to yeah, some Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's open up the form lines. That's right. 412-919-1316 is the number. Call. Share with us. Let's talk about it. Let's have a little community integration and communication with you here inside the locker room on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood
1: Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Max, I, sometimes I get a little discombobulated because you got a lot of players that are just up in arms over the artificial turf. And I, Okay, I get it. You know, I was not the greatest fan of it. And, of course, turfs have gotten better over the years but I sit there and I go, you know, some of these guys, they don't even understand what a bad turf is. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, no. You know? I mean, it's kind of crazy. And so when you look at Aaron Rodgers busting up his uh, Achilles tendon there, well, to me, whether your toe cleats are stuck in turf or grass, it's not going to matter when you have a hog on the back of your ankle falling down on it. That creates the tear.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's also one of those things where we talk about it, and uh, you know, players are of course are going to look at the overall trauma. Right, MetLife Stadium has taken more careers or ACLs, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. well, ACLs, Achilles, anything on yeah. the lower body uh, region um, that that can be injured has been injured on MetLife uh, Field. So it's the curse of Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, exactly. He should have been buried in the cement down there. It's like they moved his body from one stadium to the next. No. Um, But, um, you know, that one was just – it kind of – I just looked at it. You know, you watch the mechanism of injury. And, of course, you've heard every internet and social media doctor come out here and talk about it. You know, Dr. David Chow has been on every single show you could possibly go on to talk about this injury. Uh, some of my buddies who are orthopedic surgeons also analyzed it. Um, and just, my kind of my assessment, you know, from my, you know, 30,000 foot view Wolf, it, it just from a biomechanical standpoint, it was just the way he was tackled. Yeah. Like the guy, you know, you, you know, you talk about like an ankle lock and UFC and, and, <laughs> and mixed martial arts. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's essentially a similar type of deal. Um, and that force and that pressure applied at that specific location in that moment with a fixed object such as the ground just creates the uh, enough tension to, like you said, to pop the tire, so to speak. Because that's what an Achilles sounds like, a, a blown tire going at 100 miles an hour. Um, it, it's, it, and it's unfortunate, but I don't think it's turf related. Listen, go play on some AstroTurf. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? right. Like, try, try doing Real that. Old like, school stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, listen. That was just fancy. That was fancy, cheap carpet at the same time. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you're trying to do that because you know I had to play. I, I played on AstroTurf. I played on it in the old Dallas Stadium, right? With the with the humongous crown on it, where you're standing on the sidelines and it's like running a hill just to get just to get up to the line of scrimmage. Oh. <laughs> You know, God yeah. forbid, is at the middle of the field, or you're on the side. Um, so, yeah, the technology does it. Does it need to keep evolving? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you know, yes, natural grass is something that players do prefer. I prefer it as well because it actually tears away, it gives away. But the problem is, aesthetically and weather-wise, it's not, you know, it's not the best option for certain locales around the world, around the country where it is open because I can say this Baltimore, you know, does not have natural grass. They have artificial turf. Right. And let me tell you when it gets December. Yeah. That, that turf turns into sandpaper. and You start just cutting stuff up, but also you realize like, like Pittsburgh, the thing we deal with and why we always get ranked low and in, in the field quality surveys is because natural grass does not grow in wintertime. Like it just doesn't happen. And so, to make it and then you you're, you have these heaters interwoven in the ground and you're trying to heat the ground so it can stay moist but it dries it out at the same time, then you get a dust bowl. Yeah. Um, so there's no right, wrong, tried, true, best option for a lot of these. Now, if you're in the South, absolutely, I agree. You should not be thinking about turf in any type of respects. It needs to be grass. But once you get above that Mason-Dixon line, it, it becomes a little more of a precarious and tricky situation. Not everybody can have the retractable tray of state farm stadium where you can get in the sun, you know, and, and keep it in an indoor stadium, but you know, there's, there's different ways of getting to it. So I loved what Nissan did um, with the Helix technology, creating a new one and then using the coconut shells with the cork. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, it's a cool new technology. Now we'll see the studies at the end of the season on how that does. And maybe that's an option. To be able to change the infill of that artificial grass, right, yeah. but at the same time, I, I'm not holding my breath. In, you know, for that one, I, I just you know for 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 Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. It was circumstantial, accidental, or karmatic. I
1: don't know. No, yeah. the one thing I'll say is think about this in northeastern football above the Mason Dixon line, as you talk about, right? What happens in December for all the wide receivers, the running backs, all those guys that sit there and go. Oh, these fields—they're terrible. They're killing our rushing totals. They're killing our passing totals. You know, because you got grass and they're—they're they're muddy and you know it's a swamp and everything else. And uh, I mean, some of those old stadiums—if <laughs> if they played on some of those old stadiums, I don't know that the um, the cry for natural grass surfaces in northeastern football in December would be so virulent shall we say you know after i I understand after a guy like aaron Rodgers, right but look at least understand the mechanics of what happened it wasn't about the turf so that there you go but yeah green bay in 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 december
0: tell me that you really want natural grass in green bay in december right absolutely not it's a frozen tundra it sucks buffalo do you want natural grass in that place at any date after thanksgiving no you know what i'm saying like you have to be realistic about some of these. Like, like if you actually want some type of grip and traction, um, yeah, you think about your numbers, oh, they go down, this, that, and the other. They would go down even further if it was natural grass. Yeah. Because I remember playing in Cleveland in December, negative yeah. 13 degrees, and it felt like an ice skating rink out there because the ground was so hard and frozen that cleats would not do you service and that you were slipping all over the place. <laughs> and it was spray-painted dirt. I so, remember that. Yes. So, yes. Oh god, that was the, that I was, was on the, the sidelines worst. at that point. Yeah. You, that's right. You were the, That's right. You cuz you were sneaking on the bench area, standing I on the was. I was I was trying to hang with you guys. Knees. Yeah. Yeah, the foot heaters and like, yeah, I just need to warm my feet up, guys.
1: Come on. Oh, come on, man. Cut me a break. I there's still gotta be something with the you know, experience here. A little, you know yeah. what are, what do I going to say? You know, a little help here for the guys. All yeah, right. exactly. All right, let's go to the phone line, four one two nine one nine one three one six. We have sarcastic sword, who we eagerly await because he'll always got something good to say. Sword, you're in the locker room. How you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, thanks, guys. And First of all, appreciate your analysis of the coming game. Always enjoy that. You, you really do a nice job for us. Uh, Thank you. As far as last week, real, real quick, uh, you know, a lot of bold statements before last week's game, including me, and most people will slink away from what they said, but I'm sticking with it. That was the best preseason uh, the Steelers have ever had that I remember. On to the next. Uh, The game itself, Uh, the first punt, I'm telling you, I, I, uh, uh, what, 20 yards, 25 yards? uh, The worst thing you could do is give the opposition field position like that. Inside our 50, I guess it was, 48, 45-yard line out there. I know the same thing said over and over for years now that, that Harvin really booms them in practice. Well, maybe we ought to have two punters, one to boom it in practice, and then an NFL punter that can average about 48 yards consistently. You've got to flip that field. And with that kind of weather, you couldn't ask for more. And yet he had a terrible average. He continues to have a terrible average. And, and I don't know where he's going as a punter. I'm sorry, but that, that could be extremely critical there's all kind of losses. You've seen the Buffalo game. You're, you're mentioning Rogers, a loss like that. You question, uh, the bills are probably questioning who was the better team on the field when you have two or three plays that could have changed the whole game around a loss like the Steelers have. You have no questions like that. It was bad play and every facet of the game. So psychologically, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think it's, Easier to swallow a game when you know the best team on the field won that day, the jets and, and the bills, the bills don't think that's what happened. The Steelers know for sure uh, who was the better team that day. And I, uh, you know, watching Watson, uh, uh like you guys said I, he 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 doesn't seem accurate on the run i know he's a mobile quarterback his legs are great but i was watching in between the Steeler game there and boy he overthrows a lot throws him short he's he's if you can get him shook up a bit and contain him uh i'm not i'm not really worried about his passing uh to be honest with you i i think uh uh, uh, if he holds on to it and scrambles around, you got a chance of pressuring him and, and a bad pass. Unlike uh, uh, the 49ers game, where they they go with the Brady type offense, where the quarterback's instructed to get rid of that ball in a second or two and eliminate the front seven of the Steelers. Uh, so I, I, I've got some high hopes here. It's going to be a great test, especially for our defense. And I really hope that, uh, uh, you know, after, after Monday night we're, we're back on schedule and, and it'll be easy to, to get rid of a bad memory with a good one, hopefully, and, and, and move forward. That punting game, though, guys, a, a question mark out there. Well, we're gonna, he's got to look at it. and
1: I'm sure that Danny Smith is looking at all. I, I don't know. I, I, I believe Presley can get the job done now what happened last week i don't know you know um it's hard it's hard to say i understand what you're saying and the frustration uh, i hear it in your voice uh sword you know and you don't strike me as somebody who gets easily frustrated so i, well, they, you know, I you know he booms
2: that. one 60 yards and 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 he does that every once in a while and he must do it in practice like they say but the consistency is what bothers me, and these shanks and 20-yard punts at critical times of the game, uh, gosh, that, that you've got to flip the field when you're held back. You've got to rely on a punter that can get that ball over the over the 50-yard line down there, but we shall see, guys. All right,
1: uh, as you always tuned. say, stay tuned for the next chapter, right? Yes, sir.
2: Thanks, Wolf. Thanks. Thank uh, you, brother. Thanks, Max.
1: Good to Take talk to you. Uh, you're welcome. Appreciate it, Sword. Th- thank you, Sword. Appreciate it so much. 412-919-1316. You got Juan in the locker room. Juan, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Hello, Juan. How
3: hey you guys, doing? I, hey, hey guys, how y'all doing? We're doing good. How you doing? Doing all right, bud. hey, I'm I'm doing good. Just, um, Wake up, I'm Juan. Come on. Law. You
1: gotta come with some more juice here, buddy. Exactly. Do,
0: hey, do, are you still in your PJs walking around, mostly for Monday?
3: <laughs> yeah, I am. But oh, I'm yeah, there, so. no.
1: <laughs> Come on, Juan. We're going to have to put your wife on the phone, all right? She's got more pep and vigor probably over the game than you now, right?
3: Yeah, hey, man, you guys just don't understand, man. I'm surrounded by these 41ers 40, fans and these Cowgirl fans, and they always talking this trash, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's tough. So what do you but, got uh, for us, buddy?
3: But um yeah, just gotta chill, man. Just one game. It's the first game of the season. Um and like our old buddy Tunch used to say, the season go by four games. So we got three games left in the first quarter. So long as we can try to go ahead and get the first win in the division because we don't wanna go on two and give Cleveland to go two and oh in the division. So long as we can get this one on Monday and we can get over it.
1: Yes, it, there's a lot riding on this game, and it's an early game that you sit there and go, you know what? This is getting bigger by the day. You know, when you think about it, and and what transpired last week, you got to put it aside, and you got to you got to have some confidence. You got to get get your vigor up and going there. Juan, get out of your PJs, as Max would say.
0: <laughs> exactly. Hey,
3: you were hey. better than that. You were better than that, Juan. <laughs> I know I, I'm had a day off, so it's a lazy day to do, man. Okay. Oh, okay, All okay. See,
0: right. D- that's more acceptable. That's, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I trust me. I believe you. <laughs> as a guy sitting in my t-shirt and shorts right now, um, I completely understand about you know bit bi- off business casual. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I can relate there with you. But um, I mean, what, what, what do you what, what do you see, Juan, from your perspective? You know, as a fan looking looking in at this, I mean. What are some of the things that you feel are some positives that you can draw on and uh, draw some inspiration for this upcoming matchup?
3: Um, just um, focus on this game. Don't worry about what happened last week. That's in the past. Just focus on this right now. And then, hey, it's Monday night prime time, so you know the whole nation is going to be watching because it's the only game on. So we got we to gotta play a, a, a good one.
1: Yeah, because you got too many yeah. forty. What do you what do you call them, forty winers? winers? Forty winers. And, yeah. In, forty and
3: their 40 winers. Yeah, I got. I, yeah, I got too much forty winers fans here in Charleston, man. It's <laughs> getting ridiculous. <laughs> well, you
1: you hold tough, all right, Juan. You hang in there, brother. It's gonna get better. They're gonna turn this ship around. Okay. All right. Thanks for the I call. Know, Thank you, buddy. Y'all have a good one. All right, you have a good one. Thanks for the call. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. All right, we got to go to break here. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. will be back after this.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, Steeler fans, gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players. Authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. Located at Akashure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit us online at shop.stealers.com. All right, bell lap time here, Wolf. Yes. <laughs> love it, love it. The dinner bells are ringing, and the bell lap is also ringing. So these thoroughbreds are coming back around to the finish line. Um, one of the things I kind of want to throw out there for you, for you Wolfster, is... Um, you know, and, and we will get into this a lot more um, into the season. But I kind of want—I kind of want to just pick your brain.
1: Um, <laughs> it's always a scary, prospect,
0: yes, yes. a scary prospect. Yes, yes, was a scary prospect. Do you know? and This is my own. This is you know. This is Max trivia. I know we have Yins Chat, you know, and Steelers trivia, but this is Max trivia. Do you know how many times the Browns and Steelers have played against each other? No, I
1: don't. How many times have the Browns and Steelers played? I'm gonna give you an option. Okay. A,
0: 120. B, 143. C, 157. Or D, 161 times.
1: I gotta go with D. I'll go with D.
0: Okay. It was. It was. B, 143. Oh. But I love the optimism.
1: Yeah, the you optimism. know, I mean, it just it seems like it's been around forever. You might as well go for the big number.
0: Yeah. And as usual, so, I
1: lose. No.
0: It's okay. But you know, you overshot it, which is always good. You didn't underplay it. That's you know good. what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. These te- the, the teams have met um, 143 times, dating back to 1950. Wow. That's right, but only three times out of those 143 have been in the postseason.
1: Okay, right.
0: So, you know, in this series overall... All right. uh, ...sits at 80 and 62 and 1. And the Steelers obviously have dominated that, so the 80 victories are the Steelers side, not the the Browns side. The
1: Browns dominated early. Up and yeah, you know, through the fifties, the sixties, and then in the seventies, things changed.
0: Yes, exactly. Browns winning twelve of the first thirteen, to be exact. Wolf. Yes, there you go. Yeah, and and I'm and th- this isn't like oh my gosh, I came with this with the top of my head. No, I had some assistants. Are um, very good uh, Steelers Nation broadcast associate as well. And cohort Matt Williamson um did some serious digging. Uh, he gets some great stats, doesn't he? He does. Matt 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 does a great job with the stats, but I saw that. And I was like, you know what? I, I've got to read this because I think that that's a really neat one. Um, you know, it comes in our stat pack, but you know, not everybody gets to see that all the time. So I was like, wow, when you think about that, man. All the way back to 1950, they've played over hundred and forty times against each other that's a lot of
1: bad blood it is a lot of bad blood there's no Um, question about it and you think about the fact that they you know were so dominant early on and then the Steelers started to take control and and then for a period of time too before they uh you know they they moved to Baltimore um things were really going downhill for them you know yeah it was well that's the old Browns went there they had to get out of out of Cleveland, so they didn't get jinxed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they, they
0: they were cursed. I tell you, cursed.
1: <laughs> well, anytime you're playing near a river that catches on fire, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The, the worst can't happen, and that's it. Water catches fire. Just think about that. Let that resonate <laughs> Roll in, around your in your board that for, a for a little while. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you need to reevaluate your life decisions at that point when it's like, you know what? If our water is flammable, I don't yeah. think I would be swimming in that or not. Uh, I'm around not so sure I want a I don't part want, of that. Don't want, don't want kids near that. That yeah. seems like a safety hazard, kids. Uh,
1: yeah. no <laughs> look, doubt about but, it. Look but don't swim, you know? <laughs> well, if you could remember did you you never uh, play you or you never went to the old Cleveland municipal stadium, right? No, I okay, no a little I did rock not. pile there. Yeah, the, the, yeah, thing, yeah, The death trap that was so nasty. That was unbelievable. It was a baseball locker room, and everybody had to pile up, and you were like two or three guys deep in a, in one locker. You're all you know changing in one Ugh, locker, and then the you worst. walk down from the locker room. You walk down these tunnels, which take you to the back of the dugout. Right, you go into the dugout where the baseball guys would come out. But it's obvious, as I've said before. That the baseball guys didn't go all the way up to the locker room to relieve themselves; they just went into the tunnel. You could it yeah. just smelled horrific,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean so, that, that's no,
1: no. That was just that was not a cool stadium. That's for sure.
0: Listen, but that that's also what. um Oh, what was Louis the Palace in in France? Ah, I can't remember what it's called. A
1: Cleveland Municipal Stadium. <laughs> hey, he, they.
0: <laughs> they treated it, the royals treated it like that because ah, okay. it didn't have indoor plumbing. Ah. So imagine this beautiful palace, and I, it just escapes me at the, at the, at the top of my head. Um, but, you know, they actually used to use the bathroom in the corner, um, <laughs> in these rooms, in these like gilded, like golden rooms. And so I remember we went there. And, oh, Versailles. Oh, it's yeah. The, the Palace, palace of, Versailles. of
1: Versailles. Yes, okay.
0: So I remember we went to Versailles, and we're there. Um, it's it's me, my wife, and my best friend from high school and his wife, and we're out there visiting them in, in Paris. And we were like, oh, we're going to take this train trip. We're going to go to Versailles. This is awesome. Um, and you sit in this long line, you, and this palace is beautiful. The grounds are humongous. It's like manicured. And we're walking through this place. you're like, man, look at all these mirrors, the ornate ceilings and all of this just beauty and then you read about it you know um and then you hear it on the audio guide yes indoor plumbing was a problem in this place and so people used to party and go to waste in the corner there were buckets there was windows or you just peed on the floor what what are you kidding i'm like walking around like don't touch anything you know <laughs> <Like, laughs> what's what the problem here you yeah, know? what's the problem here uh but yeah i mean so Versailles, it could be Cleveland Municipal Stadium for all intents and purposes, because you just you're like, hey, I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make the long one. We're not gonna walk the mile here. I'm Not going in the bushes when I'm in the middle of a party, you know. (laughs) So yeah, so that that, but that's that's terrible, man. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, have have a a little little bit of decor or at least put a kit down. You
1: know, I hear you. Some
0: kit—that's all you need. I
1: mean, you
0: know, make it easier yourself.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, but the big uh, thing oh, is, yeah. is, is 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 the is the palace of Versailles still standing
0: yes it is Well, I, see, I, I Cleveland's door
1: door not. yeah Versailles wins <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they, now now it's the factory of sadness
0: <laughs> yes the factory of sadness well we're, we're, well good thing they're coming to Akron. sure we don't have to deal with that um hey That's guys it. it's been a great show we really appreciate everybody. Make sure you go and check out the Yen's Chat trivia question. You get to double the points. And if you win at the end of the week, you get a T.J. Watt side football. I mean, what can be better than that? Um, we'll be back here tomorrow. We'll give our previews. As always, same bat channel, same bat time here on ESPN SNR Radio. You've been inside the locker room with Wolf and Stars. Make it a great day.